Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to this Christmas episode of the Good Food Podcast. I'm Tom Kerridge, and in this special Christmas series, we'll be chatting about all things Christmas, from handmade gifts, ideas for your leftovers, and everything in between. In this episode, me and Orlando Marin will be talking all things turkey. Are you a turkey lover or an AB tier? That's anything but turkey. I'll also be answering the quickfire Christmas questions. And I've got some Christmas confessions. Okay then, Orlando. Lovely to see you again, my friend. How are you? Great to be here. I'm in the spirit of Christmas. Which is good because I need to ask you a very, very, very important Christmas question. Are you a turkey lover or an AB tier? Now, you're going you're looking at me going, what's an AB tier? <laughs> and the ABT is anything but turkey. Where's your viewpoint on that? I'm going to annoy you because I'm not going to come out scandalously one or the other. I, <laughs> I'm you, so you sit sorry. on that Christmas fence, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I, I quite like turkey, and once a year is enough, perhaps. Okay, once a twice twice a year maximum, perhaps. When, when, when's the other? Well, that's quite oh, an interesting question. Oh. When's the other time you're going to have turkey? American Thanksgiving, okay. which is a dry run for Christmas if you celebrate it. Okay. You know, you, it's you, the dress you can, rehearsal. You can fine tune your your little condiments and things and your vegetables and timings, can't you? It's because that's on the fourth Thursday in November. But what is it then about turkey that you're going to go with? I like it, but only once a year. Well, I'd I'd like to think that it's because it makes you sleepy. Because there's this myth that turkey makes you sleepy. Do you know? Do you know it's got something I've in it that never, I can't pronounce. I've never heard that. that. No, got, eating loads after Christmas dinner making that that makes you sleepy. Blaming the turkey for eating too much—that's just an excuse you're looking that, for there. That's mate. really what you're quite right. That's what makes you sleepy. But it's got a chemical in it called. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I hope that someone will write in or ring in and tell us how to pronounce it. It's called tryptophan or something like that. And it's an enzyme or chemical that actually has a sedative effect on you, which is is contained in turkey. (laughs) I'm sure that's the ninth roast potato that does that to you and the second helping of Christmas pudding. (laughs) But, um, I mean, a turkey is a great great big thing. And so you can have a, a small bit of it, but it's not as exciting, perhaps, as if you're cooking for smaller numbers, a chicken, you know, Know, a chicken waves at me on a Sunday. A turkey isn't really suitable. There are two of us. Yeah. So that's why I'm not. And I think when you've got a, a huge gleaming turkey, that suggests loads of people. And I don't generally entertain for loads of people. Whereas you most certainly do, don't you? Yeah. So we've got a bit. It's a big family, big family gathering. Pretty much, no matter where we do it, whether it's at the uh, the, the mother-in-law's or whether it's at the sister-in-law's or whether it's at our house. And this year it's back at our house, but it's always the same amount. But like it's a minimum twelve. Like some years it's up to eighteen. Some it might be a bit more. So a turkey, for me, I absolutely, I'm a massive turkey fan. I love it, but I do. I do like the alternatives. I do like, sometimes we'll do both. Sometimes I'll do maybe a beef wellington and a turkey. And I, I, and I think I love turkey. And I'll tell you why, because I think it's amazing on Boxing Day. 
I love a turkey cold. Like, it's great. It's brilliant for sandwiches. It's fantastic. As a cold meat goes, I don't think there's anything better, to be honest. And turkey stock is is fabulous. Um, um, it's, it's rich and tasty and golden and gleaming. It's just what you want, isn't it? And we see it all the time. Turkey is one of those associations. It's the run-up to Christmas, you know, when all the adverts start coming on and, 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 all, and all the music's playing in the shops as you walk around and all the decorations are up on the high street and everything that you associate with Christian, all the visionary stuff that gets put out there, there's always like a turkey in the middle of a table. Now, even if you're doing a beef wellington or a four ribber beef or you're doing something completely different, you associate that bird with it being Christmas time. So if you took turkey away from Christmas, is Christmas still Christmas? Well, I, th- I think it is if you're doing all the other things. But I, I feel sorry for people who have a-, a kind of prejudice against our old friend turkey because maybe it wasn't very good when they had it as a kid. You know, it's, it's a-, a large thing to cook and maybe... It- Maybe it was dried up. And so they think turkey's dry. I don't think turkey's dry at all. I mean, your turkey is probably the most succulent in Britain, isn't it? What are the the tricks to make it not a disappointing eat, Well, you mentioned it earlier as you talk about cooking a chicken. And it's just imagining it's a big chicken. And sometimes I'll roast the legs separately and braise them slower and and cook them differently. Or maybe even just roast the whole thing just lower and gentler. Or, Or actually, I quite like doing it on the barbecue. You know, the flavours that you get from that is just absolutely beautiful. Cooked cooked on one of those egg-style barbecues, it's lovely. Now, at the resting process, all of that. But I think you're right, it gets maybe a bad rep, a bit like cabbage. You know, when everyone talks about cabbage being horrible, like, or sprouts being horrible. Well, actually, it's just, you just got to cook them properly. Do it, give it a bit of love, give it a bit of respect, and it tastes fantastic. I'm a huge turkey fan. I think it's, I think it's amazing. What would your dream... Christmas main course be though, mate. Um, well, I did it. Well, I did do a, a beef Wellington once, a, a small beef Wellington for, for four, and it was. I love beef Wellington, and it, I made it really carefully with an awful lot of trouble, and made every all the different layers and everything, and it was fabulous and fun, and it did definitely feel like Christmas because you were that sense of heart and soul and care, and it's still. A centerpiece. Absolutely. And the timing was different. We had it in the middle of the afternoon. So it, every, and of course, it was on Christmas Day. So Christmas Day is what makes Christmas. And, you know, that's what Christmas is about. It's not actually the turkey. Um, so I would, I would hope that li- anyone listening who thinks they hate turkey, give it another go and, and do it, you know, very, very carefully and with love. Yeah. And see if you can fall back in love with the turkey. Yeah. Because there's n- nothing, nothing to dislike about turkey, is there? There. No, I, 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 I absolutely love it. I do get where people worry about it and, and perhaps think it's dry and and, and a little bit. Um, it takes up a lot of room. That's the other problem as well, because, you know, some of us are quite lucky. We might have two ovens, but if you've only got the one oven at home and it's all taken up by a by a seven kilo turkey sat in there, then you're worried <laughs> about getting the roast potatoes in or the roast parsnips or the whatever. Like it does. Yeah, a turkey can prove to be a bit stressful. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can see that. But it, the gravy is so good isn't it from a turkey i mean it's much more exciting than chicken gravy turkey gravy i don't know why it must be the bones or the the life that the turkey That's had exactly I don't know. That. i'll let you into a little secret so we use so where we make um lovely kind of like deep rich chicken stocks in in a lot of our restaurants and the spaces that we use we actually use 
turkey bones, when we make a double re reduction, so you make a chicken stock as you would normally, but then we get turkey legs. And this is not just Christmas time. This is all throughout the whole of the year that we dice up and roast them and get real heavy flavor out of those turkey legs and the bones that you use from it. And then you put the chicken stock over the turkey. And what it does is it kind of enhances all those beautiful poultry flavors into next level. Turkey bones and the structure, the flavor you get from it is, is much deeper. It runs, it's got more layers through it's got a much bigger stronger foundation than just using straight chicken stock and does it jellify in that way that really good stock jellifies yeah it does it have a little trembles exactly has a little bit more of that gelatinous content through it as well so it gives it a, li a little bit more richness to it as you as you're cooking it and as you're doing something it, it, it you it emulsifies with butter nicely it takes on herb flavors nicely it's just such a lovely thing so th there's a lot of plus and, and uh, points for turkey we should be celebrating it a lot more of course if you've got vegetarians and vegans they're not going to want the turkey so th there are alternatives and um, one thing that i think is perhaps not the best idea is that there's a, a tendency perhaps on social media to make things look it make things into a turkey shape that aren't turkey so <laughs> yeah. to, to make your nut roll as it were into a turkey shape i don't think that's necessary is it no no absolutely not you should be celebrating exactly what it is that you're eating uh, uh for for the ingredient that it is now you mentioned you mentioned earlier that there's sometimes just the two of you for Christmas. And you're right, roasting a whole turkey isn't what you want to do. But occasionally, now and then, doing something completely different, but giving it the love and soul and care. And have you ever thought about just doing steaks, something like individual beautiful steaks with a sauce served with it, with heart and, uh, and care for it? I think that would be absolutely perfect because it's got a kind of celebratory feel. Um, it's exciting. It's special. It's expensive. Um, I, I, complete, I completely go for that. I'd probably want to do some French fries with it, of course. But French but steak, why not? French, steak and French fries yeah. on Christmas Day. Could, now could, that is controversial. I could triple cook them, couldn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. Yeah, yeah, you could. They'd be nice and crispy. I tell you what, that sounds delicious. For, followed by Christmas pudding. What's wrong with that? And of course, I wouldn't fall asleep necessarily after that because it's got no tryptophan in it, as far as I can detect. Yeah, well, I still, I'd still argue. It depends how many chips you eat, mate. Whether I, whether you want a little snooze or not afterwards. Um, now, Tom, I wanted to ask you something something actually meaningful which yes. is the theme of bbc good food christmas is make it meaningful so you strike me as the kind of guy who does have some meaning in christmas so how do you make your festive period meaningful do you know what there's some i i it's the connection to people and that's where christmas becomes very very special and if you think about it it's the one day of the year where Almost, I would say 90% of the country are off work. You know, no one's at school, no one's at college or university. Most people have got the day off work. Now, there are those incredible people that are having to work on Christmas Day, whether it's working still in factories or, or whether it's emergency services or whether it's, you know, there are people have you that still... Ever, have you ever worked on Christmas Day? I have worked on Christmas Day, yeah. As a chef, many, as a chef. As, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but when you weren't in the emergency service. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you think of all those people in hospitality that are still working, you know, and, and, and making sure that everyone's having a lovely Christmas. But the majority of people are off on Christmas. And there's something so special about that. If you think at that point, I don't know, four o'clock in the afternoon, you might have just finished your Christmas lunch and you sat down on the sofa just having I don't know, a couple of uh, uh, after dinner mints and, and, and a cup of coffee waiting for the pudding. Most of the country are doing exactly the same thing. And I think that's amazing that everybody is kind of 
connected into this vibe and this feeling and the meaningfulness of Christmas. Now, there's obviously, uh, I, I suppose, the first purpose of it, the religious connotations of it, but it's actually the holiday period, the time where so many people will connect into it, irrespective of which religion they're from. Most people are off of a period over Christmas where they connect with friends and family and each other and the idea of gifting and and just reaching out and writing Christmas cards all of those sort of points I think really do make memories and if you think back nostalgic wise is when you were you think back to a kid and you think of all those amazing times you had lots of them will also then come back to Christmas and you know they're they're memories that are of a specific time of a year that happen again and again every single year you know Christmas happens every year (laughs) so there's something about it that I think you really want to create memories so making Christmas meaningful I think you just need to connect in a different way and it's not about cost and value and how much a present is or what you're doing it's actually about who you're talking to and how you're connecting with them that's where i think christmas really makes it becomes very special have you got any family traditions any carriage family traditions either that you've inherited or that you're passing down to your son yeah well the, i mean there's a couple of now now, now that we're family and a, you know there's a bigger connection of a family and we're all doing bits and bobs we all meet up so we try to do something every christmas eve we'll try and go where wherever we are in the country whether it's up north with my wife's parents whether it, whether it's down south with us we'll always try and go on christmas eve to a pantomime or an evening show no matter where it is like no matter how cheesy or how good or how panto the the panto doesn't have to be good it's the panto for crying out loud it's going to be marvelous automatically isn't it and it's magic especially now when we've got you know we've got our little man who's seven he'll be eight well he'll be yeah just before christmas so just before he's growing up fast i know very very quick when he was four he's still (laughs) he's still believing he's still believing just but his cousins he's got cousins the same age and he's got some that are a bit older we got some that have just started university so we'll all go out as a great big group and a great big family and there's something so special about it because it is that that night before christmas that vibe that excitement of doing something and then coming home and maybe having this is where this is where we try the good ham because you get the good ham for christmas don't you it's not just the normal stuff that you buy <laughs> the, the lush ham from the butchers and maybe a whole piece that you might slice yourself and it's we come back from the pantomime or whatever show we've been to see and we'll do a good ham sandwiches and that's it and then you know it's then it's trying to get them into bed uh so that they don't you know without the, with the, with the, that huge sense of excitement that you can see buzzing around the kids faces uh, i mean i love it but that's the kind of tradition getting out on that christmas eve evening can i just quiz you something about the ham yeah um someone gave me an electric carving knife and i'm dying <laughs> to try it out do you think ham yeah. is the thing i should be using uh, it on 100 percent that noise of an electric car. yeah, yeah I've, that... I've tried i've tried it in the in the air it's kind of, kind of really frightening <laughs> whirring metal sound. Right. That, yeah. sounds like, yeah. I, that sounds a little bit like a horror movie the idea of that it's a plug-in which is <laughs> yeah. a bit, so you have to make sure you don't carve the wire in half i'd rather 
thought that it would be rechargeable. <laughs> but do you do you have one at home? That I, you go, no, I don't. I've got a sharp knife, mate. Like, you know, I, but I get it. I do get why people use it. Do you think it leaves it? little kind of marks on it? Like, it does, yeah, because it's, like, it's two blades, isn't it? They yeah, go backwards yeah, and forwards, so it's sore. Rub it, rub it, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, so it's sore. <laughs> However, I mean, I think it's quite a cool thing. We, um, my mum used to have one. She used to, I remember recalling it, she used to call it the noisy knife. <laughs> and you get it out, get the noisy knife out. And it's like, that's when we know it was time, to, like it was posh Christmas time because she was carving the ham. Yeah, I, listen, just have a go. I know. For nostalgic reasons. I know that food stylists use them for meringues, which tend to crush and shatter when you cut them, which doesn't matter if you're at home. Yeah. But for photographs, they want them to cut neatly. And I know that they, I've heard anyway that they use them. But, really? but I don't often make meringues, so I haven't had the chance to try it yet. I'm, I'm going to save it now for the ham. There you I'll go. send you a picture well, of you the ham. You've got to make a Christmas meringue to, as well to, now. <laughs> <laughs> if you get the knife the, out, you may as well use it a couple, a couple of times, haven't you? The tooth marks on it. <laughs> um, what's your favourite bit of the Christmas dinner, Tom? To be honest, there's so much about Christmas dinner that I love. I love family-style service, right? So I love putting everything down in the middle of the table. I love the noise. I love the energy that it creates. I love the the atmosphere that, that is bounding around the house. I love trying to get, you know, the, trying to get everyone to sit down at the table at the same time. I love the bit of getting them to help themselves rather than sitting there and waiting for you to serve them. No, come on, get get off yeah. get off your bottom and go uh, and help yourself. I'm and mopping get... over the wine that gets spilled. Yeah, exactly. No, all there's all always the... a glass that goes over, isn't it? That's there? it, you can imagine the case. You've got it now, Paper you? napkins catching fire that, from candles. That's a good one. That's that's, that's, that's happened. Don't do that at home, anyone listening. No, and we're quite lucky. So our uh, the table at home is big enough for 12 people, right? So I'm very lucky with that. But I do remember, like, well, even now, we have to turn it around the other way. And it depends if we're up to 18 this year. You know, you have to find another table that kind of sits alongside. I remember as a kid, you know, you used to get, like, I don't know, some plastic garden furniture out and someone would be sat in a deck chair that's much lower than the table. So they're eating and they're pulling their hands. Like, the, 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 the table is up against your chest and they're having like and it, they're, or there's the kids bit that's down yeah. one end and it's that I love all of that I Couldn't love that do, kind of make do detach kind. table for the cho- for the for the youngsters put them all in a, on a separate table all together yeah or one of those tables that fold out I don't know it would still happen when people pull a table out oh, in the middle yeah, yeah a leaf like that like yeah. I love all of that I love that kind of sense of making do I mean those are the best bits for me that energy but I suppose it from a food part of a Christmas dinner I've got to be honest. I can't wait for Boxing Day because that's the bit I love. I love like the bubbling squeak. I love the cold meats. I love the So I love seeing it cooked at Christmas Day. We're all having a lovely time. Isn't it great? But I'm already thinking about going, oh, can't wait to fry those sprouts again. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want you to be very honest with me. Have you had a cooking disaster at Christmas ever? I can't believe you have, Tom, but but now's the moment just to share it with me. No one, No one's going to listen yeah well i gotta be honest i like it is what i do and if you've been doing it for so long you get more and more used to it so that infrastructure it's a lot easier to cook it all yourself as well because one thing that everybody everyone asks what can i do where can i help how do i do for me it's actually just carrying the food through to the table that 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 helps right so so that avoids disaster if i leave somebody to do it there's more likely to be a disaster so i kind of get on with it myself the only real thing trip possibilities there of of falling down with something isn't there well there is that that, tripping over a toy or a piece of tripping over a toy yeah a a dog a child kids (laughs) running around a foot ball uh, uh, whatever else is going on in the house but I, I do love um 
that kind of sense of energy and chaos that comes with it. But in terms of disasters, my only real Christmas one was the forgetting the cauliflower cheese that was in the oven, going back to it when it was put in time and think, oh, what's that smell? <laughs> Sorry, guys, we forgot the cauliflower and then pulling it out and the cauliflower cheese is it's, it's, it's beyond cheesy colour. That's that. So, so yeah. So, I mean, we all do it. Uh, there was enough veg anyway. We didn't miss it. But, you know. There's always more vegetables than you strictly need or can uh, yeah. fit on the plate. Exactly. We didn't need the cauliflower cheese. And I have learned that if you leave it in an oven for an hour and a half, then it's, it's definitely not edible. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's probably my biggest Christmas cooking disaster. And any Christmas food that you you've never tried well uh, there's a lot of kind of um uh, I, I suppose eastern europe traditions of where they celebrate on christmas eve like things like baked river fish and stuff like so that kind of like uh, uh, that, that sense of um uh, i haven't tried that that sense of um i suppose the celebratory christmas eve which is the big night as opposed to it being Christmas Day. So that's something that I'd be quite interested in. But that's a whole kind of like, I suppose, um, a heritage background, a cultural thing that I haven't tried, that I would love to see, be a part of. That's something I'd be really interested They're in. They're completely different traditions, aren't they? And it, it does seem to very often that it's Christmas Eve. So the good thing is that we could have that if someone invited us, as well as our own Christmas Day. Yeah, you could we? do double Christmas, <laughs> couldn't you? <laughs> so we're angling for invitations, basically, yes. that we would like. Tom, you really like an Eastern European Christmas to be invited to one. That would be magic. To experience it on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, um, yeah. Boxing Day, you're okay because you're having your, your turkey sandwich. So it's just the Christmas. Yeah, Eve. the Boxing Day tradition is getting out there, going to see some sport, going to do a, like getting out of the house, uh, and then coming back for something Christmas Eve exciting, like bubble and squeaky. That one's fine. Christmas Day. Pretty sorted as well. No bob all over that. It's Christmas Eve. So foods on Christmas Eve that sits into a different tradition uh, and culture and heritage would be something that I'd be really interested in. I think there's a Sicilian thing where they do seven fishes. Seven, it's a feast of seven different fishes, which would probably be fine in Sicily, but could be difficult to do in... Well, we do have the fishes, don't we? But you've got to have a good fishmonger to... to find them for you haven't you that's exactly it yeah and but uh, i mean again that would see that would be really interesting and they all need to be cooked in different ways i bet they're all done in different sicilian fashion and so is that the tradition is it seven different fishes cooked in seven different ways because my partner's uh sister-in-law is sicilian so he used to have the seven fishes he wasn't crazy about it but (laughs) he wasn't uh, crazy no no. No, but maybe he had it because only one or two of them are quite nice yeah (laughs) the other five take it or leave it yeah (laughs) He might have had it too often because it was every Christmas Eve. I I just hope they're not listening because that would be so cruel. It was it was a gourmet feast. He just didn't get on with it that well after a few times. But then, what do they do? Do they then have Christmas Day as well? I think you tend to have less on Christmas Day if you've had the huge gala on the Christmas Eve, don't you? you? Seven fish for Christmas Mm, Eve. Yeah, I mean that's quite an interesting way of looking. I I mean, I but I'd be I'm waiting for the invite. I'll quite happily have the invite. Yeah, well, let, let's. We're both looking for invitations. In fact, people can invite. I'd like to Sicily 
for me and Eastern Europe for you. So yeah, that's what we go. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we're living I for. I don't know. When you say that out loud, I feel like I've uh, I've taken a bad choice here. Like I'm, I'm thinking, oh yeah, Sicily. That sounds. Like, uh, yeah, I might have I, I might have got it wrong there. <laughs> now, do you have any guilty pleasures? Any little things that you sneak out in the middle of the in the middle of Christmas Eve or on Christmas night and and help yourself to? Yeah, listen. We all love pigs in blankets, don't we? So we always make sure that we do extra. I always make sure that there's loads. That's always the first point that I go to as chef's treats. And it's always the one that's brilliant cold. So, yeah, my guilty pleasure will always, always be pigs in blankets. Like them. And it's the one it's the one time a year. I'm not normally, um, I don't normally go for sweets and chocolates. I'm quite good at throughout the rest of the year not having a go at that. But there's, there's something very special about the the after dinner mints that I, I can't help myself they're great i love mint and chocolate i love that combination and orange and chocolate but mint and chocolate does feel christmasy doesn't it it's something refreshing isn't it, it yeah it perks one up yeah it, it makes you feel that it's not so guilty because it's minty like <laughs> i think <laughs> i think you're going well i mean <laughs> yeah. it tastes a little bit like herb and toothpaste yeah. neither of those things are bad yeah, yeah, they, yeah. quite so <laughs> where do you stand on the things like the prunes wrapped in bacon and isn't there an oil can you wrap an, an oyster, oyster in bacon yeah in bacon? it's a devil in horseback and a uh, what is it? A devil and horseback and a angel, angel and horseback. Angel and yeah. horseback. angel is the uh, angel is the oyster. Oyster, right? The devil, and the devil is, the, is the, prune. the prune, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what do you think of those? Do you well, fortunately, I've got a shellfish allergy, so I can only go with the devil. I'll only go with the dark <laughs> side. So, and and I've got to be honest, the dark side is normally more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, prunes are very good things, aren't they? So, um, it's. I just wonder whether you'd be a bit disappointed if you chomped into a uh, a, a, um, a pig in blanket and you found it was a devil on horseback. Yeah, but there's something quite nice about uh, the way that it's, it's that soft dried fruit, isn't it? And when you've got that lovely, deep, rich sweetness that you get from dried fruit and then with the salty, smoky bacon around it. I mean, for me, super delicious. Great. I love them. I think they're lovely. However, I would prefer pigs in blankets. You could do it around a date. I'm going to try that this Christmas. Get those lovely medjool dates. What would you call it, though? You've got, you've got devils on horseback. You've got angels on horseback. What are you going to call a date mm. on a, a date wrapped in bacon? What is it? Um, date on horseback. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> that sounds like a weird website. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got some quick fire questions for you, Yes, okay. Tom. Sprouts. Love them or hate them? Absolutely love them. 100% sprouts. Sprouts should be there all year round. Yorkshire put at Christmas. Yes or no? Only if you're having roast beef. Odd with a turkey. <laughs> Favourite Christmas tipple? Uh, I, honestly, it's for me, I'm a non-drinker. So it's like spicy tomato juice or a coffee. So boring Christmas answer that one. Sorry. Who are you kissing under the mistletoe? That's oh, not boring. Always my wife. <laughs> What's in your Christmas sandwich? Um, uh, turkey stuffing, pigs in blankets, bacon, um, leftover uh, things for bubble and squeak, sprouts, chestnuts, cranberry sauce, uh, bread sauce. Uh, I know it's a quick fire question, but I just keep going with it. <laughs> Everything, all of that in a sandwich, please. And a spoonful of trifle, maybe, to moisten it all? Oh, oh I don't know about the trifle. I'd have it <laughs> afterwards, though. <laughs> Worst Christmas present you've ever received? Uh, novelty cheese <laughs> like like cheese with weird flavour in it novelty cheese most overrated Christmas food 
Novelty cheese. It's a double <laughs> hit for novelty cheese. Favourite Christmas movie? Die Hard. The Die Hard or Elf, just for the massive Burt bit, because every time I watch it, me and my son have to rewind it and watch it again and again and again. But like, if it's just me on my own, I'm going for Die Hard. So, Tom, we've had an interesting question from social media. Karen Gould on social media asks, how should I cook a topside joint of beef, please? It's always overdone, no matter what I do. Listen, one of the best presents that you could get in your stocking this year is a temperature probe. One of those temperature probes that you can put into the middle of the piece of meat and just check the temperature. And you want to cook it. If you want it medium rare, you roast it on a really high heat um, and get some kind of caramelization on it and start cooking it and then turn the oven down and roast it gently and slow. Put the probe in, pull it out. And if it's reached around about 45 degrees centigrade, pull it out and leave it then to rest. And that re that residual heat and that's that resting process is so important because that residual heat where you had it on a high oven continues to cook and gently permeate right through to the middle and then once it's reached around about 56 57 degrees that's a nice medium rare piece of beef and it will continue that cook and if you want it cooked a little bit more leave it in the oven for a bit longer and take that temperature a little bit higher but it, it is you know it'd be one of the best things you buy because you can get it right every single time so there's no problem karen with the cut there's nothing no problem with the top side it's just that poor karen cooking it yeah actually overcooking I, it probably. exactly you're yeah. overcooking it and the top side for me is it's it's a good piece of meat you know it's 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 a robust it's got bite, a bit of bite to it a bit of chew you don't want it too rare because that's beefy isn't it, it? Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. It's, a, it's a nice cut of meat you want it cooked but you don't want it overcooked i get it and then once it's overcooked it suddenly becomes a bit dry a bit livery a bit like it's all it's not you know i can the sense of the fun of the occasion has suddenly disappeared <laughs> so maybe get yourself uh, a temperature probe uh, ask Santa for one to bring it in your stockings I think they're absolutely marvellous things I would not cook without one finally I'm going to count to ten I'm going to give you se ten seconds yeah how many gifts from the song 12 Days of Christmas can you name but I'm going to I'm going to make it easy for you because I'm going to start you off yeah with the first one on the first day of Christmas my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree I know that so, one yeah <laughs> okay go uh Five, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, uh, and then so go back up to twelve. Twelve on the twelve. Sorry, that's it. Oh, <laughs> some, uh, chocolate, a chocolate orange, some, uh, <laughs> some <no>. tinsel, <laughs> and, a, and a mince pie. I thought you did very, very well. So Thanks. congratulations and thank you for the, those your quick fire answers. Um, now I've got the last question. This yes. is a nice warmy. This is a nice warmy, glowy one. What makes you optimistic for the future? Oh, do you know what? I, I think Christmas is a it, is a really good time for connecting with everybody and people and it makes you realize that how important human beings are and connection to your friends and family and it's way more important than everything else so i think i think the idea of connecting to people particularly over the, this time of year it, it is magic and it, it, you know when when you hang out and you see your friends and you remember who your friends are and the reasons why they're your mates that is the reason for going okay you know the world is not such a bad place if you're lucky enough to have great friends then you know that keep that that's the optimism that's what i drive off that's what i feed off well tom that's been great to talk to you we have the most gorgeous gleaming 
dish of mince pies being placed in front of look us with them. stars on top. They are stars, things are, mince things meat, glaze. They look yeah. gorgeous, and don't they? Warm to the touch. So are they? I'm going to crunch into one of those you and get... look forward to next time. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget to listen to the bonus episode of the BBC Good Food podcast where I will be giving you my steak recipes this Thursday. Thank you, Tom. I'm going to take one from the bottom see if they will collapse like Jenga. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there go. Mm. In the next episode, we'll be discussing an alternative Christmas, whether that's unusual traditions or alternative menus. Don't forget about our bonus recipe episode out on Thursday, where I'll be talking you through my recipe for one pan sirloin steaks with a creamy mushroom sauce. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Good Food Podcast. For more festive recipes and inspiration, please visit bbcgoodfood.com.